This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. George, we're looking for common ground. Yeah, baby. We got to find a way to see our partner and their struggles and their strengths and them to see us. Where is that common ground? Amen. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Valley, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. I think that's one of the hardest things for couples, right, is to see a different, your partner's perspective. Especially when threatened, we know the brain gets narrow. We focus on our own survival and protection. So it's really hard to see our partner's perspective when we're in places of threat. You know, but I I think what's been fun is we've been playing around, Lori and I, no pun intended, with both this sexual and the emotional cycle. So many couples switch positions. So it's a great way of finding common ground to recognize. So if we start- Wait, wait, there's so many innuendos here. Switch positions. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about what we mean. My brain's switching positions right now. So if we take the emotional cycle- and we're oversimplifying it, but if we use an example of the female emotional pursuer who wants connection and gets frustrated when they're shut out and tries to influence the outcome by pushing for conversations, pushing with advice, trying to get their partner to engage. If they're with that withdrawn husband, being in these conversations, every conversation is a fight. It's a training to not want to emotionally engage. Why do these negative emotions? There's no fixing it. It's just like trying to get away from it becomes the, you know, the go-to move. There's safety right. in calming things down. Right. So most of our listeners are familiar with that negative emotional cycle, right? And it's like they're speaking different languages. Uh, the withdrawer is like, what is wrong with you? Like, can't you see your anger is not constructive? Just stop it. Be more positive. And then a pursuer is like, can't you see going away doesn't solve anything? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, they, they, they're on different planets. Yeah. And I think all we got to do to get them to see they're not so different after all to find that common ground is let's switch to the sexual cycle. 
you know, in a sexual cycle, you start to see now that emotional withdrawn husband who pulls away in a sexual cycle now becomes the pursuer. What is it like to try to initiate and be shut down, be rejected, your partner not engaged? You can see how naturally that turns to frustration and trying to influence the outcome. Exactly. Right. And then that female who's the emotional pursuer is the sexual withdrawer. And then you get blamed because you're angry. It's like, if you weren't so angry, I might want to have sex with you. Or if you weren't so angry, I might want to talk to you. And it's like, you're not talking to me. You're not having sex with me. That's why I'm so angry all the time. It's just so frustrating. But what a great way for that emotional withdrawn man to see, to empathize better with the emotional pursuing wife who gets so frustrated that wants to influence the outcome. They're doing the same thing in a sexual cycle. Can you read this book? How about you try initiating? They roll over and get angry. They have so many moves that are trying to motivate some kind of change because they need their partner to engage. So they'll try laughing. They'll try crying. They'll try bribing. They'll try manipulating. I mean, it's just a resilient thing to do to try to get what your heart is looking for. They're not so different after all. Yeah, this is the common ground. This we is the common ground. This crisscross cycle or, you know, it when we're in different positions in different cycles, that is the way that we can understand our partner. Exactly. And if we shift over to the sexual withdrawer, who's often that female emotional pursuer, like can they tap into the side themselves that, you know, wants to get away from the pressure and the threat, like not having sex postponing it to the next day, rolling over. Those are all strategies that are just immediately in the moment trying to not feel these bad feelings, like you're failing, that there's something wrong with you. It's not so different from your husband in the emotional cycle. Exactly. Can she see like what it feels like to want to pull back? Yeah. It has nothing to do with not caring. It's just what you do in the moment where you just don't know what to do. And staying engaged feels like it's only going to make things worse. So there's safety in going away. And then when you go away, your partner only gets more frustrated and starts yelling like you don't care and you're not trying. And it's like, you know, your heart, that's not true, but you're not really sure what to do with that. Exactly. 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 So really, I I like to simplify it and pay attention to who's the person initiating. That's that driving energy that's pushing. And who's the person who's kind of more receptive? If the timing's right, they will respond. But if it's not and they feel the pressure, they're going to disengage. There's beauty in both of those moves. And in that common ground, they often shift ground. But I love trying to get like so many men in the emotional cycle are actually receptive, like their wives are in the sexual cycle. It's like, they're not going to initiate emotional conversation. You know, if my wife wants to talk about, you know, what a bad day she had and how hard things are, like, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to try to respond. You know, I am very receptive in the emotional conversation, but initiating it, you know, that tends to be not so much a go-to move of a lot of emotional withdrawers. Yeah, they're not going to bring up their bad day necessarily. It's like, I lived that day. I had that day. That day, that part of the day is over. Right. I really want to stay in it. I want to come home. I want to relax. I want to go into the next thing that feels better. I got past it. Why the hell do I want to go back into it? Right. That's their (laughs) mindset. But as the emotional pursuer, right, it's like you so want your partner to bring their troubles, their, whatever is going on to you. 
I love it, Lori, what you're doing. What are you asking for? You just want your <laughs> emotional withdrawal to initiate, right? It's not so different than what your sexual pursuer is looking for you in a sexual right. relationship just to initiate. Because when our partner initiate, it makes it feel like it's just not a one-way street. It feels like they're coming into the relationship because they want it too. And that's so important. But this is the common ground that I think so many couples miss. Yeah, exactly. In girlfriend world, one of the places that you know you've shifted from, you know, perhaps a friendly, warm relationship into a deeper place is when you start telling each other your secrets, you mm -hmm. know, your real frustrations, the things that you're not so proud of, whatever it is. It's like that little bit of shift into now I'm going to dare to tell you something that I don't tell everybody else. That is bonding. That is the sense of like, ooh, this girlfriend and I, we're getting deep. We're, we're getting close. And I, I think that that's what the emotional pursuer is looking for is that shift where their partner initiates, hey, I got to tell you a little something that I'm not so proud of or I was angry about or something, not necessarily even about you, but just about their world. Yeah. Exactly. So if you tap into that side of yourself in the emotional cycle, even with your girlfriends, that says, you know, I know when someone else initiates and risks, that feels so good. It takes the relationship to a different level. If you tap into that part of yourself that longs for the initiation, and then you just pause and you walk on that common ground and you go, oh, so this is why my partner so often wants me to do that in a sexual cycle. There's something about the initiating that takes my partner to that deeper place that makes my partner feel like we're not in this alone. Exactly. That engagement. I mean, and it, it isn't even just initiating and having sex. It's engagement sexually. It's like throughout the day that you say something sexy, you say something flirty. It's like starting to engage the relationship in a sexual way. Beautiful. So how do we we push for that common ground? Like when I'm working with a couple and they're they're working with the emotional cycle, I might just say, pause. All right, let's switch roles and talk about the sexual cycle. Can you see how familiar that is? You know, this position that you don't seem to get that seems so like alien. It. It's not so alien if you I'm allow okay. yourself to tap into that. I love that you're doing that. It's like you're you're getting them right in their body, what they're feeling, and then you're like, okay, flip. Now flip. see see the same sort of issue in the other cycle. That is smart, George Fowler. Well, hey, when you can see people and our listeners, like maybe you can't switch because you're too triggered. That's fine, but at some point. You got to be able to, maybe you walk away from each other, maybe you have a fight, but when you try to repair that ability to come back and maybe you're sitting alone in your room, can you do that yourself and just think, huh, let's switch roles here. Can I get my partner's perspective? Can my partner get my perspective? Because if you can see the common ground, it's so much easier to bridge that distance. We know what empathy is. To, to be empathetic, you have to tap into something similar if you're going to join somebody in that space. And so many partners want to do it. They just can't do it. I think this is a great way of, of, of bridging that and allowing you to feel into your partner's world. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And I was thinking about what do we do with the congruent emotional pursuers and sexual pursuers or emotional withdrawers and sexual withdrawers. And I was just thinking, you know, because I am congruent. And so I... And by congruent, you mean they I, I mean, both positioned in both ways. Both ways. Right. No, I, I want more emotional engagement. I want more sexual engagement. But I was thinking, you know, with some relationships, I don't want that. I or like, like, especially I'm thinking emotionally. I have a girlfriend, we go for a walk. And she gets her appointment book out afterwards and says, well, when are we going to do this again? And I, I just feel strangled by that. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I barely have time to breathe in my life, let alone set up another regular time to meet yeah. with you. You know, it's like that sense of being strangled, even though in my own relationship, I'm more of the wanting person. I mean, I think I can use that in another relationship, that same empathy for what it feels like when you're pressed or pressured. You know, it, it doesn't have to be just yeah. a partnership. It's we great. Yeah, you're expanding the frame. And in all our relationships, we probably will switch some roles a little bit more. You know, think about growing up. My dad was never around, so I pursued that relationship. My mom was on top of me all the time, so I withdrew, right? I mean, where there's no right or wrong, but just to tap into something that's familiar to what your partner's doing, just so you can relate to it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, let's come back and we'll, we'll talk about some of these strategies, you know, with the congruent, the same patterns or the hybrid, whether you switch roles, just to, again, get better at this common ground. Okay. You want great sex, Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil makes everything better, Lori. It does. It can give you kind of like the best orgasm you've ever had. I think that the bigger the orgasm for a woman, really, it's sort of the bigger reward. So Foria, they use all natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure. Awaken uses CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, and access to orgasm, and it also helps relieve any discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on, baby. Ooh. You have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more and deeper and fuller pleasure whenever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering us a special deal for our Foreplay fam. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay or just use the code foreplay at checkout. And please use the code foreplay because that really helps them know that y'all are listening. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for that awesome 20% discount. 
I recommend trying their awakened arousal oil and sex oil. You will definitely thank me later. We are doing a couples retreat on September 8th. So please keep that in mind in your schedule for your fall schedule. We want to give you a heads up. We're only doing one this year because our training schedule is getting crazy, but we would love to invite you to our couples retreat on September 8th. It's by Zoom and you can find it on our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. Nice. And we just uh, completed training therapist two days, right? On sex. Had over 100 therapists. How much fun was that, Laurie? To just kind of, again, get all these questions. We don't have all the answers, but we're just, again, that excitement is just trying to help us all get clearer and clearer and start leaning in this direction because it's such a great need to help couples talk about their sex lives. It was. It was really fun. And we're excited to do it again for our couples. We always have fun with people who are wanting to work on their sex life and come to us. They're always anxious. What is it going to look like? And I'm glad to email you a little bit about that, talk with you so you can get comfy. And who don't want to be comfy, Mm -hmm. right? You know, a lot of our listeners, male listeners that are male sexual pursuers are always writing in all the time, say like, you know, what can I do? What can I do to get my my partner to sexually re-engage, re-engage? Right. And, we get probably three of those letters a week. Okay. And so often they're focusing on changing their partner. Can they tap into that energy to say, that's why your female partner is pushing for an emotional cycle? They want you to show interest. They want things outside the bedroom that show you them that they really matter. Right. They're looking for the same thing in conversations in this emotional bond that you're looking for in a sexual. So instead of saying, all right, what are some behavioral things I can do to push my partner differently? How about try it? Try tapping into, oh, this is what you want in conversations. Okay. What do you think that would be like to get the sexual withdrawer to re-engage when you start to speak their love language or the emotional bond? Yeah. That would be a beautiful gift. If the emotional withdrawer says, my partner's been begging for this part of me, you know, to come forward toward them. And I just give that to them. I think that would change the emotional connection. I think as a sexual pursuer, sometimes this part of us says, you know, I'll do this for you if you'll do that for me. And then we kind of set our partner up. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been revealing myself emotionally. I've taken care of your emotional needs. Now, when are you going to turn that around and see my sexual needs? And then it falls flat. It's almost like when you decide to change, you have to make a unilateral decision that says, I'm going to do the thing that makes my partner feel loved. End of story. You know, yeah. otherwise it does become quid pro quo and it does become pressure. Like, you know, I took out the garbage. Why aren't you jumping into bed? You know, it's like, it's just, you have to decide my partner needs love. I still need love sexually. Yeah. I'm not forgetting that. I I can't forget that. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hinge these two things together. Exactly. If we look at those love languages, if we just oversimplify the sexual cycles looking for that touch, the emotional cycles looking for that quality engagement and interest, right? That quality time. They switch roles. The touch person initiates in sex because that's what they're looking for, but they're receptive in the quality time conversations. And then the common ground, the other side, that emotional pursuer 
pushes for the quality time, the emotional engagement, but is receptive towards the touch part of it. So that that switching of roles, let's talk about it. Let's let's see we can let's be this couple and let's see if we can have a conversation around just acknowledging this awareness of the other person's role. So if I'll be the emotional withdrawer, okay. right, who is the sexual pursuer, right? Okay. So you're going to have to be the sexual withdrawer, which is not an easy role for Lori to take on, but she's worked with plenty of them, and that emotional pursuer. Right. So, so Jane, I was reading this book by Lori Watson and George Fowler <laughs> uh, called Common Ground, and it's it's interesting that I guess all these years I've been pushing you to have sex, you know, and I've known you feel pressure. We've been able to talk about it a bit, but I've never really gotten how that part of you that that pulls away because you don't want to have more of that negative. That is so much of what happens to me in the emotional cycle. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to make things worse. So I kind of like freeze and I did kind of go away just to let this thing blow over. And like, I'm sorry, I get so judgmental of you. Like when it's happening sexually, it's like, what is wrong with you? I I can't really get why you do it. And I think I'm getting it in a different way now because it's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm sorry. Like I get so frustrated with you. I hope you can get so frustrated with me when I do it in the emotional cycle. But I really, I, I really do get you're going away in a very different way now. Yeah, I so appreciate that, Joe, that you've been thinking about that. I I think I used to get really frustrated with you in the emotional cycle. I, I try to remember like what it was like for you as a kid and what you told me about your mom always being on you. And I just imagine like sometimes when I'm coming at you, it's like all that stuff flies at you and that's why you back up. And I I try really hard to be patient, you know, because I, I'm trying to tell myself it's, it's not that you don't love me. It's not that you don't want to talk to me. Mm. It's that you're just having this automated response about, you know, getting uptight with me. And, I, and you know, cause sometimes we break through now. And right. so I, I do feel better and, and I, I get it. It's like, yeah, sexually, I, I suppose I, I do feel that same sort of way that, that push, that pressure, especially when it comes at me, you know, when I'm not in the mood or I'm not in that moment and then I don't know what to do. So probably for you, you experience this freeze in me. That's not got to feel that good. It's really not about you. It's not like Mm -hmm. if the moment were right, I wouldn't, I would still want to do it. I, I would, but it's, it's like, I just, it seems to me, you know, we don't sink, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I Yeah. Okay. And do you get then for me how that turns into my anger? Kind of like what happens to you. Yeah. Right. When you're initiating and the other partner doesn't kind of meet you there. I do. I do get that. Like it would be so frustrating, especially when you're looking at it thinking this is a great moment or your body's already feeling desire. Yeah. And I say no. I mean, and you've I, I too appreciate that you initiate, you know, I know that's vulnerable and I hate that I say no and you feel bad and you feel rejected. I, I'm not sure how to fix it, but yeah, I get it. That cannot feel good. 
Yeah, and as I tap into that part of myself that just gets frustrated by that happening, like I understand how that similar thing happens to you when you just want to unload about your day and I'm just too busy and I don't want to engage because I don't want to have to kind of take on more negativity. I'm saturated with what's going on. But when I do that, I, I, I leave you alone. That word reject is not what I'm trying to do, but it's kind of what happens. And, and so it, it, that rejection feeling that I feel sexually is so often what you feel in these kind of conversations we don't have. Yeah. And I suppose when I feel like you're too busy, it's the same sort of thing you feel like you're not important. Everything else is important. I got to get all this stuff done. And it's like, really? Do I really have to fold the laundry or get this little piece of work done? It's like, I'm sure that sends you a message that you're not important, you know, and that our sex life isn't important. That's got to hurt. I mean, it's so cool to have this conversation because I do the same thing in the, you know, when you want to talk about anything, like I, I'd rather just check the sports score or do something, <laughs> some emails instead of just talking about, you know, the kids or money or whatever act that's going to probably lead to a fight. So I just get distracted. I kind of go elsewhere. Like when you do that sexually, I want to bang my head against the wall. I'm like, why are we talking about the freaking, these logistical checklist things where, where this is our like time to be with each other, but it's the same exact thing. I hear it. I hear you. I hear you. It, it is, I'm sure. Bang your head against the wall. Like, and you do it again, you know, you keep coming for me and that's, you know, I, I worry, like sometimes I worry it. You're not going to keep coming for me. You're just going to give up on me. And, and I do need all that energy that you bring. I really do. I, I, I hate that I block it sometimes. I, you know, I, I think that there's this voice inside that is so responsible all the time. Yeah. Has to get everything done that I don't listen to. I don't even listen to my inside sometimes that. Mm. Maybe it is time to take a break and just have a little bit of fun or pleasure or something. I I, I don't know how to touch that, but I'm really, I, I do appreciate you bringing it to my attention. That is me initiating an emotional conversation, isn't it? Is yeah. this an emotional conversation we're having? This is a totally <laughs> emotional conversation. Totally. I, I, I have tapped it into that part of you that you know, when you say, is there something wrong with me? Because I don't engage sexually the way I would hope to. That's kind of how I feel in these emotional conversations. Like, is there something broken in me? Like, why do I not want to do this? Why is this so hard for me? Like, I, I go to the same places where I start to feel like I'm a failure. And, you know, I feel pretty ineffective. Mm. Yeah, appreciate you saying that. There's blocks in us. There's blocks in you that are emotional. There's blocks in me that are sexual. Yeah. Yeah. We got to figure this out. I need you to help me figure this out in me. Like just, just this conversation feels so different. Absolutely. And our angry conversation that we normally have. I don't know. I, I'm sure there are blocks in me. We probably could talk about tomorrow. You think a little long time now or what? <laughs> now that you're uh, now that we're emotionally connected, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so, I feel pretty emotional. Ex- expect that's that. Uh, that's a good moment. Expect that move. Isn't that a healthy thing? That when you start to feel closer, that the sexual pursuer wants to initiate sex. That's a beautiful thing. And it's if you feel pressures to what you are, you know, you're not in a mood that makes total sense here too. And we're just trying to spark a conversation that most couples probably have never had. 
But if you do it, you're probably going to recognize you're not so different after all. Right. And we, we, we didn't talk so much about when you're in the same position, it's a little bit harder. There's a little bit more distance, right? If you're both the sexual pursuer and the emotional pursuer to get the value of the other person's withdrawal, it might just be a little bit bigger of a reach, right? Which just means we need more practice and more of these conversations. But I like Lori's advice. Think about any moments in your life where you did become that opposite person in that role. We've all do some of both. So the more we can tap into that other position that typically we don't go to, it just creates more of that common ground. Common ground. Gotta love it. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.